0: My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music, to the cast, to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every (gasps) imbécil, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia, I am your host, and welcome to the podcast all about telenovelas. Thank you so much for listening. I have noticed that I've been getting an influx, I want to say, of new listeners, which makes me so excited. It warms my heart. So if you're listening to this episode for the first time, or you recently started listening to this podcast, welcome. It's so good to have you, and I'm excited. Alright friends, so today we are going to continue our rewatch slash recap of La Usurpadora starring Gaby Spanic and Fernando Colunga and we're going to be talking about episodes 2 ...through 10 of La Usurpadora. If you want to watch along with me, you can watch La Usurpadora on Univision now. You do have to pay a subscription fee. It's 10 dollars a month, but you get to not only watch La Usurpadora, but you also get to watch a bunch of other telenovelas that are featured on that channel. So go get it if you want. Uh, I've been monitoring Prende TV. If you are not familiar, Prende TV is also a telenovela streaming platform, and the difference is that Prende TV is free, and so I've been hoping and monitoring it and seeing if they've added La Usurpadora, but as of now, they haven't, so hopefully I will manifest that they'll add it, um, but yeah. You can watch it with me on Univision now. A couple of housekeeping items, I guess, to get out of the way first. Reminder that I have telenovela stickers for sale on my Etsy. I have new designs coming in that I will be uploading pretty soon. I also have a sticker for Paola Bracho. So if you're familiar with La Usurpadora or just listening to it for the first time through this podcast, it's a fun sticker. I love the character of Paola Bracho. I think she's so evil in a fun way Uh, and i have a sticker of her i also have other stickers for lo que la vida me robó corazón salvaje ruby teresa and el diablo con los guapos so go check them out and if there's some specific sticker designs that you want me to do let me know and i will make sure i make them i love making stickers and it's a fun hobby that i have developed in the recent years and with that, let's get started on our La Surfadora recap. So, last we left off, we were introduced to Paola and Paulina, two women who are not related, seemingly, wink, wink, and who look exactly alike, except that Paola is evil and Paulina is a good, a good person. And we ended the first episode with... Paulina going to Paola saying, I need money and I'll do anything you want for it. And Paola's like, anything? So we pick up right where that leaves off and Paola is like, so you'll do anything? And Paulina's like, yes, I need the money not for myself, but for my mother who is sick. And y'all, she only needs 400 pesos, which is nothing. I mean, this was filmed in the 90s, so... 400 pesos would have been maybe, I, my math is going to be so wrong, but maybe like $30. So really, she she's asking for nothing. And Paola's like, $400 is nothing compared to what I could give you if you agree to impersonate me for a year. And Paulina's like, no, señora, like I told you, I'm not going to do that. So then Paola's like, okay, I'll give you the money. But in exchange, you have to pretend to be me for my date tonight. And it's only one night and I'll get you the money. And Paulina agrees. But then the next day she gets cold feet and she's like, no, that's an evil I'm not going to do. So I'm going to call in sick to work and I'm not going to do that. So she does. She calls in sick. She stays in her little home taking care of her mom, who, as we mentioned, is super sick. And Paola goes looking for her at her job and realizes that she's not there and that she called in sick so then, Paola marches her way down to Paulina's house and finds her. Uh, but before she finds her, she actually runs into Paulina's mother, who's sick. And I mentioned in last episode that I I watched the telenovela years ago, so I don't remember everything that happened. But I'm ninety percent sure that Paulina and Paola are sisters. And sure enough, the mom, when she sees Paola, she's like, "You look exactly like my daughter." And something that is of note is that except for Paola, nobody else notices that Paulina looks exactly like her. And they justify it with being like, Paola is so fancy and she's so high class and Paulina is so poor. So they are two completely different people. But Paulina's mom looks at Paola and immediately is like, you look exactly like my daughter. Paola immediately leaves, but the mom, she, which the mom's name again is Paola, she has an attack, like a nervous breakdown almost. And she starts going into shock, I guess. Uh, she just starts getting really, really sick. And while she's processing seeing Paola, she starts writing this letter. And she writes this letter and leaves it on the table And that's all we see for now because now we follow as Paola finds Paulina and is like, you're going to pay me back for the money, so come with me. So she drags Paulina back to the club and has Paulina dress up like Paola. So Paola goes, dresses up, and then she has to go to Luciano. Luciano is Paola's current lover that she's partying with in Cancun. And he looks at Paulina and he notices that something's off but he's just like, I don't know, like I can't place it. So Paulina starts impersonating Paola and she's really nervous and she can't hide it. So Luciano is like, what's going on with you? And in that moment, Paola walks up and she's dressed in Paulina's work uniform. And Luciano is like, what? And then so Paulina is finally dismissed and she's able to leave. And Paola tells Luciano Like, if she was able to fool you, that was a test for me to see if it would be possible for her to take my place at the Bracho family. And Luciano's like, wow, you're brilliant. Like, you are also evil because this is such an over-the-top thing even for you. And Paola's just like, I'm just trying to get my freedom. And so she starts concocting a plan to get Paulina to agree to impersonate her because as i mentioned paulina is a good person and she has higher moral standings than paola and she wants nothing to do with paola's schemes so paulina goes home where she sees that there there's all these neighbors around her house and her mom is being taken to the hospital in an ambulance so she gets all worried and she like follows it but her mom doesn't make it and her mom Dies. Rest in peace, Paula. And so we kind of skip forward a few days, and Paulina is really depressed because obviously her mom dies. Also, because as I mentioned, Last episode, her boyfriend Osvaldo ran off to Mexico to be with the woman he loves, quote unquote. And Paulina doesn't know because he just left. And so Paulina is depressed because her mom died and also because her boyfriend is nowhere to be found. So she's still holding on to hope that Osvaldo's going to come back and he's going to console her until one of her neighbors who works at this little store tells her, you know what? I have to come clean. I knew that he was cheating on you and he has another family. And last I saw him, he was making plans to leave to La Ciudad de Mexico. And Paulina is heartbroken, as she should be, because Osvaldo just left her. And so... She's heartbroken, but she's like, I gotta work, so she goes back to work. And Paola, throughout this time, has been trying to get Paulina to agree, because Paola just met this rich millionaire, who is this mega rich guy, and he is infatuated by Paola's beauty. And invites her to travel the world with him. And he's like, I'll take care of you. I'll buy you all the jewelry and clothes you need. And Paola is really tempted by his offer. And she tells him, this all sounds great, but I have a husband. And he's a very jealous man. And so he's like, does this convince you? And he gives her this beautiful diamond bracelet that Paola is in love with. And... She sees that, yeah, this man has money. So that's when she's like, I have a plan that's going to force Paulina to take my place. And so she she takes that bracelet and goes to the bathroom where Paulina works and finds her purse and puts the bracelet inside. So once she does that, she makes a big escándalo and she starts yelling, I lost my bracelet. I can't find it. Help me. I was only ever here in the club, so I must be here. And so she gets everyone involved in the hotel and the club, and they're all looking for this diamond bracelet. And then uh, she gets Luciano also involved in this. And Luciano's like, Paola, didn't you go to the restroom, you might have left it there. And she's like, oh, Luciano, excellent idea. Let's go. Also, y'all funny thing about this telenovela, like I'm enjoying it so much. It's so fun to watch. But the acting is so 90s and the dialogue is so 90s telenovelas. Like it's cheesy. It's over the top. It's exposition exposition like there's moments where I'll be watching it and I'm like why did you have to do that or there's a lot of moments that make no sense in it's it's definitely not realism it's definitely melodrama there's a lot of moments where characters get caught quote-unquote doing something and then they'll turn to the camera and stare really dramatically and, that'll st- and, and they'll stay staring at the camera for, like, five, ten seconds. And then they'll come back and pretend, like, everything's fine. And we're supposed to believe that they didn't just... Like, if someone... If you found someone doing something and they stared off for ten seconds, like, that's weird. <laughs> but, but, like I said, it's a fun telenovela to watch. So, anyway, they go to the bathroom where paulina is working and she's like what's going on and then Paola's like i lost my bracelet and it must be here in the bathroom because it's the only place i went and so they look around and they can't find it and they're they're panicking because Paola is a very high profile and expensive or rich guest so then they tell paulina to go get the authorities so while paulina goes and gets the authorities. Uh, paola is like whose purse is that we haven't looked there and it's obviously paulina's purse so the hotel guy which is paulina's boss opens it and is like this is paulina's and he opens her little purse and sure enough there's a bracelet and so paulina returns and they like they accuse her so badly they're like you're plain old thief like you thought you could get away with this you feigned being worried and they're really mean like really really mean and paulina is like that's not mine how did it get there so then the hotel owner or guy is ready to have paulina arrested but paola intercedes and she's like no 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 no." she's like i forgive her like don't have her arrested i'm not gonna press charges but let me talk to her and so everyone leaves And Paulina is like, you know I didn't steal this. And Paola's like, I know queridita. She always calls her queridita. And she tells her that if she decides not to become la usurpadora and impersonate her back home, she's going to press charges and have her arrested for a very long time. So Paulina has no choice but to become the usurper. So then Paola is like, okay, come tomorrow. We have six days to train you. And so Paulina leaves and Paola calls the Bracho home. She calls Carlos Daniel, her husband, and is like, mi amor, I have wonderful news. In six days, I will be back home. And he's so excited because he's like a lost puppy when it comes to Paola. Like, Paola is everything he sees, everything he loves, everything he worships. And he just loves her a lot where he's sort of a pushover. So he's just really excited that she's going to be back. And he's the only one because everyone in the Bracho home basically hates Paola. But we'll get to them in a bit. So then Paola starts setting everything up. She tells Luciano, like, we're going to... We're going to transform Paulina into me and she tells the rich millionaire I'm going to be yours for an entire year and he's like how did you get that and she's like I have my ways so then she starts training Paulina and at this point Paulina has cut her hair short just like Paola and she starts <laughs> she starts learning how to walk and talk like Paola but they start to run into a couple of issues one Paulina has a clearer voice than Paola because Paulina doesn't smoke. So then Paola's trying to teach her how to smoke, but she can't do it. So then Paola's like, okay, you're just not going to smoke. So we're going to tell them that when you were in the doctors in Houston, they told you that you had to quit smoking. And that's that's that. Uh, Paola also has to memorize all the brachos' names, like all her, all the relationships with them. She has to learn how to how to lay and lounge, like Paola. All this stuff, and then Paola also starts telling her about all the love affairs she has, and Paola has multiple, multiple affairs. And Paulina is like, "Oh my God, this woman is the devil," because Paulina is. I mean it's not really explicitly stated but it's pretty clear that she's a very religious woman and she abides by morals. I don't like that sounds weird but she but she is a very she's constantly equating Paola with the devil and she sees herself as someone who has to do things right because she's doing this very immoral thing that has no perdón de dios like there this is not forgivable. So then um, she starts learning how to be Paola and Paola is very impressed by her and she's like, you're ready. So finally the day comes and because Paola, what, she's supposed to be in Houston, like getting all these medical tests done, but obviously she's in Cancun. So she has Paulina fly to Houston and from Houston fly to the Ciudad de Mexico because she has to arrive at in an international Um, in an international flight and this was in the 90s so it was when people could meet people at their gate and they didn't have to go through as much security as we now have to go through so that was interesting to see so then paulina arrives and the two kids carlitos and lissette run up to her and are like mama mama and she's excited to see them but nervous. And then Carlos Daniel comes up to her and is like, mi amor, and kisses her. And it's a really small, quick kiss, but Paulina is taken aback. And one thing I didn't notice, or one thing I didn't mention before is that when Paulina is going over all the Bracho people, she's like, Carlos Daniel is my husband and you know I'm not gonna make you do anything but he is available if you choose to sleep with him and Paulina is like how dare you I am a decent woman uh but that that problem isn't really a problem because Paulina or sorry Paola sleeps in separate bedrooms from Carlos Daniel because their sleeping schedule is so different so they just have separate rooms, but Paola is just like, yeah, you can have him. I'll let you I'll let you have him for a few for a year if you want. But Paulina's like, no, I don't want that. So then she's really taken aback by Carlos Daniel's kiss. She then like settles back in and he's like he's like, I miss you so much. And she starts speaking and he notices that her voice is a lot clearer and makes a little comment on it. But that's about it. Like he doesn't really notice anything. So then Paulina is taken to the Bracho mansion. And that is where we meet the rest of the Bracho family. And we have the matriarch of the family is Abuela Piedad. She is this very sickly woman who has an alcohol problem. And she has become very depressed ever since her son died, her only son. So she's a very depressed woman and she resorts to alcohol and everyone's like trying to deny her alcohol, her cognac. And she always is screaming for Paola because Paola is the only one that will give her alcohol. But it's it's sad that she only gives it to her because she wants her to stop yelling and it bothers her. Screams bother her. So Paola is not doing this out of the kindness of her heart or because of compassion. She just hates hearing her yell. And so we meet her and she loves Paola. She's the only one who loves Paola. And then we have Estefania and Willy, who are a married couple. Estefania is a very religious woman who it's it's shown that she is not an actual Bracho, but she's an orphan who was abandoned by her parents and was taken in by the Bracho family. And so she's always saying comments about how she's a recogida and she's not a real Bracho, but still she holds a lot of pride in the Bracho name and she's so elitist. Like she hates Paola because she's like we don't know where she came from and she's not real like us. But she's married to Willie and they have a very distant and cold marriage because Estefanía like dresses so conservatively and she does her hair really weirdly and uh, she just shows no interest in her marriage. She just immerses herself in 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 God and the Bible. And Willie is this almost playboy-like man and he's one of Paola's many lovers and Estefania knows that and so she knows that but she doesn't say anything because she knows that if Paola's affairs are discovered it's going to cause a lot of problems with the Bracho family so she stays quiet and knows that Willy is cheating on her. Then we have Rodrigo and Patricia, who are also a married couple. Rodrigo is Carlos Daniel's brother, older brother, and Patricia's his wife. They don't live at the mansion, but they're a constant presence because they run the factory together. And Rodrigo hates Paola. Patricia doesn't love her, but she also doesn't explicitly hate her. Those are the brachos and then the little kids. Carlitos and Lisette who Carlitos has like a lot of behavior issues and problems and then we also have the servants the one that's really important or the two that are really important is Fidelina who's this older woman who has been with a Bracho family for years and she takes care of Abuela Piedad who like hates her because she's Keeping alcohol away from her. And it's also revealed that Fidelina is Estefania's real mother. And so she loves Estefania and is constantly like being her soundboard and consoling her with all her issues. And then we also have Lalita. Lalita is the maid that's exclusive to Paola and she knows. All of Paola's secrets, she knows everything and she always is protecting Paola and helping her out and keeping all her affairs a secret from the Bracho family. And those are the Bracho family. So right away, everyone is not happy that Paola is back. But they they see her and they notice that there's something different about her. She's dressing with lighter colors, she doesn't wear dark lipstick her voice is clear she has stopped smoking and paulina says that it's all because of doctor's orders and that while she was in Houston she was diagnosed with this really dangerous and incurable illness they don't know what to do but because of it she, she basically says that she can't have sex and that's how she gets out of sex with Carlos Daniel and that she can't do a lot of the things that she used to do and so that's how she justifies her changes and also saying that while making all these studies she realized that she's afraid of death and that she has not been a good person so she Fears death and wants to change for the better. And so no one believes her. The only people who like her are the kids, Lalita, and Abuela Piedad. And right away she realizes that Abuela Piedad's alcohol problem has not been handled properly and that her doctor is this very old school doctor. So she calls in a specialist, a younger doctor. And they make this plan to wean Abuela Piedad off of alcohol, and uh, which works, and Abuela Piedad begins getting better, and she starts to become the woman she used to be, the matriarch of the Bracho family. And while well back from her trip, she brings all these gifts to every single family member. She brings these gifts to every servant. And everyone's in love with the gifts, except Estefania and Fidelina they hate her and they're like you're trying to make fun of us and it's this whole drama there's a point where Stefania slaps her because she thinks that the that the gift she got her is to mock her she got her like this nice blouse that was a little too revealing and so Stefania who dresses very conservatively was really really was really mad. <laughs> and so she's like, How dare you? But slowly, Paulina starts to win everyone over. And she even wins Patricia over, who tells her husband, Rodrigo, like, Paola isn't the horrible person that you think she is. She's really changing. And Rodrigo is like, Oh, she bought you over with the gift she got you, and all this stuff. And so no one's trusting Paulina slash Paola. It gets to the point where everyone starts being like like we could swear that she's a different person but obviously that's impossible but obviously we know that that it is possible because she is a different person but anyway moving on we quickly find out that the bracho family so the way they have their money and their wealth is through this uh this fabrica this um what's the word for fabrica in english the word for fabrica in english factory Oh my god! Sometimes I don't speak any language. Um, so the factory is having a lot of financial problems. The factory produces ceramic, and the ceramic is very expensive. And they're all complaining that uh, that no one wants to buy ceramics anymore. Not the ones that they can make. And we realize that the Bracho children, which is Rodrigo and Carlos Daniel. Have been mismanaging the company for years. And we are also told that they're basically pushovers that are gonna let, that are gonna let the company sink and fall and they're gonna eventually have to sell it. So the workers are threatening to go on strike because they're not being paid what they used to. And the Bracho children are like, we're gonna have to sell the factory. And Paulina doesn't want that. So she sets it up upon herself that she's gonna fix everyone's problems, including the factory. So then as she begins curing Abuela Piedad, she also starts to tell her you need to get better not just for yourself, but also because you need to take control of the factory and get it back to its usual glory. And Abuela Piedad starts to get better and she calls a family meeting where they're going to vote on the fate of of the factory. And before only blood brachos could vote or have a say on the future of the factory, But because Abuela Piedad is the president, she opens it up so that their spouses will also have a vote. And so they're going to vote on whether to close it or open it. Meanwhile, Paulina also has to deal with another one of Paola's affairs, which is a painter named Donate. And Donate is the most dangerous one because he can get very physically violent, but he's also very explosive. And he has been painting a painting of paola in the nude and so he calls paulina and has her come and he's like you're different you're not the paola i know like i can't paint you like this and every time he calls her he's always like you need to come right now if you don't come in two hours i'm just gonna show up to the bracho mansion and show them the painting of you and paulina always shows up and she says like two words and then leaves and he lets her. So that frustrated me a little bit because I wanted to see more drama. And I wanted to see him like confront her. She does have this great moment where she's like, okay, fine. Just come and do it. Cause a scene and show the painting and say everything. Just do it. But this ends today. And that's when I really liked her. But then he doesn't do anything. So then... I was like, is he really going to ever say anything or not? He does end up showing up to the Bracho mansion, but Paulina is able to get him away and get him to leave. And she says that she's going to come to the studio and she's going to end things. So, and she does go and she destroys the painting. She just grabs a knife and she starts slashing through it. And she destroys the painting. And she's like, that's done with for now. Meanwhile, they're starting to have the meeting on the fate of the factory. And they vote on it. And it's Abuela Piedad, Paola slash Paulina, and Willy against Rodrigo, Estefania, and Carlos Daniel. But because Abuela Piedad is the president, she carries the the end and decisive vote. And she says, we're not going to close the factory. And Paulina is really happy because she really believes that they can change things. She's really the only one because like the, the Bracho kids are just like defeated and aren't willing to put up a fight as I mentioned earlier they're really pushovers especially Carlos Daniel like he's constantly being pushed over by Paola and even Paulina's Paola which she's not she's not what's the word she's not pushy at all and she's not controlling but even Paulina is able to push over Carlos Daniel and that's something that will hopefully change and he'll become a much more firm and solid character. But as of now, he's very much a pushover. I'm gonna really love to see his character development as he um as Paulina changes him. and let's see what else happens. Oh, yeah, thanks. So while, <laughs> So while Paulina is getting the Bracho house in order, as I said, she's determined that she has one year with the Bracho kids and the Bracho family and she's going to set everything that Paola was doing wrong right and that's going to be her contribution during this year. As she's doing all this, uh, two things are happening. One, Paola is off in Morocco with a millionaire and they're having a grand old time until Paola starts to get all these nightmares. And in these nightmares, she basically sees herself dying and she sees death chasing after her. And it gets so bad to the point where she tells the millionaire, we need to get out of Morocco. I can't be here. I, I just feel like something bad is going to happen. And he's like, okay, where do you want to go? And she's like, wherever, mi amor. And he's like, okay, we're going to go to Greece. And so they decide they're going to go to Greece, but they're going to spend one last night partying and up in Morocco. So that night, Paola gets very, very drunk. And when they leave, she asks the millionaire to let her drive. And he's like, no, like that's why we have a driver. You don't have to drive. And she insists and she insists, and finally he gives her the keys. And she starts driving. As she starts driving through the tiny streets of Morocco she starts to get more erratic and erratic until she reaches a tunnel. And this scene gave me a lot of Princess Diana vibes, like Princess Diana's accident. And realizing now that it was filmed in the 90s, I'm pretty sure they had some creative inspiration from that accident because they go through this tunnel and then Paola starts to see black shadows and she realizes that this was her nightmare. And so she yells to the millionaire And when she yells, she crashes inside the tunnel and the car is completely wrecked. We see ambulances arrive, but it's not looking good for either Paola or the millionaire. We later see them at the hospital and we see that the millionaire might have to have his legs amputated. And then we see Paola completely unresponsive and the doctors say that they have no hope of saving her. And this is all happening while no one knows What's happening to her? Because again, everyone thinks that Paola Bracho is at the Bracho home. And so while this is happening, remember Luciano, Paola's other lover? So when Paola left to Morocco with a millionaire, he decided to go to Paris. And while in Paris, he stumbles upon Hema. Hema is a very distant Bracho cousin who is in love with Carlos Daniel. And she decides that she's going to go back to Mexico soon to try to win him back. And this is how much of a pushover Carlos Daniel is. While being married to Paola, anytime Hema is around, is constantly kissing him. And like kissing him in the mouth. And he lets her. He just lets her kiss him. And even though he's a married man, Hema decides to go back to Mexico to seduce him and take him away from Paola. Lalita, the maid, tells Paola/slash Paulina that she has to she has to woman up, because Hema's gonna come and she's gonna wreak havoc, and she has to stand her ground. And so while Hema is in Paris, she runs into Luciano. They meet and they start going out, and it's very very playful like they're both not looking for anything serious they're just enjoying each other's company and then Hema tells him how she's going back to Mexico and he should come with her and Luciano is like oh like who's your family and she tells him Carlos Daniel Bracho and and he realizes that it's the same Carlos Daniel Bracho that's married to Paola so then he starts egging her on about Paola and then she's like yeah that's his wife do you know her and he pretends he doesn't, that he's only heard of her. But then he decides to go to Mexico with her because he's the only one that knows that the person that's pretending to be Paola is a mere usurpadora and that he's going to try to get money out of her. So he decides to go to Mexico with her. And they both make their way to Mexico. And right away, Hema arrives and she starts making out with Carlos Daniel. And Paulina, at this point, she starts to get so jealous because she realized that she has started falling in love with Carlos Daniel and so it's this whole dilemma because she knows that in a year she's not going to be there and that Carlos Daniel is not in love with her but he's in love with Paola and she has this whole moral conundrum but she's also like I'm not going to let him have him. So then um, episode 10 ends with this big family dinner where Hema and Paulina go head to head. This is also where Donate, the painter, tries to cause a scene. Then that night, Luciano calls the Bracho family and Paola is handed the phone and then he says, I know your secret, Paulina. And that is how the episode ends. And so we've now gotten to the point where... Where Paulina is in love with Carlos Daniel, which is going to complicate things. And we also have her trying to fix everything. And we also have a very, very sick and possibly on the brink of death Paola. Meanwhile, something, I mentioned it earlier, but it doesn't really pop up until towards the end of these episodes. The letter that the mom wrote once she saw Paola, no one has read. So no one knows that Paola and Paulina are sisters up until this point. So I'm really looking forward to see, one, what Luciano does and how Paulina deals with the threat of being exposed. Because at this point, it almost seems like she's willing to continue being Paola for as long as it takes or even longer. Like she loves the kids. She loves the family, And she's really invested in the workers and the factory and all the problems. So it's going to be really interesting to see that dynamic when Paola returns because it's going to be interesting to see that all play out as we move forward in these episodes. But that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this recap and these thoughts. I'm going to try to watch up until episode 25 for next week's episode. And so if you have any questions or if you have any comments about La Usurfadora, send me messages, send me the questions, and send me the voice memos. With that, thank you for listening again. I love you all so much, and I will see you again next week. Bye!